0: Welcome to Good Girl Gone OMAD, a go-to resource for people like yourself looking to learn more about their health and happiness through intermittent fasting in a world that's constantly telling us to do more, be more, and eat more. Did you know I have over double the amount of listeners than I have social media followers per episode? I just love you guys so much. And to those of you already supporting the show with a monthly subscription, thank you so much. If you're not already a supporter and you like to help make this show possible with just 99 cents, go ahead and tap the link in this episode's uh, description or visit ingerfm slash goodgirlgoneomad to become a monthly supporter. Today, I want to talk to you about the stuff that most of us don't talk about. Weird, I know. But I've already done an episode on the what to expect when you're fasting, where I cover the primary things that your body experiences while you're doing intermittent fasting. And if you're a seasoned intermittent faster like myself, then you know there are so many benefits. If not, go ahead and listen to episode number three, which is titled, What Goes On in Your Body While Intermittent Fasting, where I dive into all of the responses and reactions that go on during your body um, at this time. It's a really, really great episode because it's really like a mechanical overview as to why fasting works for a lot of people. But if you're going to make intermittent fasting a lifestyle, then it is so necessary to understand these things, these kind of unspoken effects that we experience. This is not the same thing as side effects. So we're not talking about drug commercials where they go over common side effects such as nausea, upset stomach, itching, rash, blood clots, death, (laughs) not those. These are effects that you may experience while intermittent fasting that doesn't really make headlines because it's not really attractive enough to talk about. (laughs) I mean, aside from weight loss in today's world, what's more attractive than that? So what do I mean when I say silent effects? Well, there are a few things that I experienced while intermittent fasting that no one told me about, like flat out. And as an intermittent fasting community, we should be upfront about the fundamental and experimental processes that we we might go through. I know other people experience these things too, but they may not think of them as a result of intermittent fasting. So Let's talk. Let's talk the seven silent effects that you may experience while intermittent fasting. Number one, sensitivity to alcohol. So listen, I'm about two months into practicing intermittent fasting almost a year ago, right? And I got invited out to a party. I don't go out often, so I was super excited to get dressed up, hang out, dance. Well, anyone that knows me knows that it takes a good like five hours for me to get ready in order to go out somewhere. (laughs) There's a lot of prep work that I feel like I have to do before I go out. First, I got to get like mentally prepared, make sure I got enough sleep. Then I got to do my hair, makeup, find an outfit, pre-eat. Yes, before intermittent fasting, I would always eat before I left the house, (laughs) Um, And that's about like a good hour per phase. So an hour on hair, an hour on makeup, hour for showering, (laughs) deciding what to wear. So it's like five hours flies by easily. And I can't remember the last time um, that I went to a party that started at like nine during the week. But let's just say, you know, it starts at nine. I should have been getting ready at like four, five o'clock. Anyway, long story short, um things didn't go the way that I planned, and I didn't even start getting ready till about seven. So talk about speed at this point i'm I'm rushing, I'm trying to do my hair and makeup and trying not to sweat because I'm <laughs> I'm moving at the speed of light. um then realized that I was intermittent fasting the entire day and didn't eat. so given the fact that I didn't want to be running too late, I like, oh crap, I started to panic, like, oh my goodness, like, I I didn't eat, I don't know if this place is going to have food, I need to eat. And I just started stuffing my face at this point with bread. (laughs) Like, I just started grabbing toast and bread and just started eating because it was quick. I knew I could, you know, quote unquote, fill up. And it sounded like a great idea, right? You know, eat tons of bread. If you're going to be drinking, it'll soak up the alcohol. (laughs) I know, right? Like, where do we get these theories from? Anyway, so in a previous life, I actually had a very high tolerance for alcohol. I mean, extremely high, like, so high that I would make other people around me nervous. (laughs) Like, I would be fine for the most part, but based on the number of drinks that people saw me drinking, They thought that I was making myself sick, or I was drinking too much, or I was maybe too drunk, but my tolerance was very high. Um, So anyway, I made it to this party. And of course, you know, there's drinks, I'm having fun, like nothing out of the norm for me, but I was having so much fun until it wasn't fun anymore. Like everything felt good until a few people decided to leave and eat. Um, and go out to eat afterwards. So at this point, I realize I'm drunk, like drunk, drunk, (laughs) like in a way that I don't ever feel because, like I said in a previous life, I had a high tolerance. I wasn't obnoxious or belligerent or, you know, trying to fight people, but I definitely wasn't myself. I definitely didn't feel in control. But food... (laughs) You know, right after you've been drinking a lot, sounded like a really good idea. So at this point, I'm following a friend of mine from this group and I hop in the back seat, um, you know, with my seatbelt on to go grab some greasy food at God knows what hour. The em- embarrassing part of the story is not the drunk part. <laughs> no, it's not the drunk part. The embarrassing part is that I was in the backseat of somebody's car that I really didn't like. Like, not hated, but they just rubbed me the wrong way for many years. Not really arch enemy, but definitely like, I don't talk to you, you don't talk to me kind of vibe. So how in the world did I get into this girl's car and we go to a restaurant and I... And I literally like passed out on the table. (laughs) And what... What made matters worse is I had to leave my car where it was. And so um, she took me home, li- literally drove me to my doorstep. And, okay, like, you know, I'm grateful for her kind-hearted soul because I was in no capacity to to drive. But I was just really disappointed in myself for even getting in that situation. But I had no awareness and no control that, intermittent fasting had that um, metabolic effect on my system. I thought, you know, once you have a high tolerance for alcohol, you will always have a high tolerance for alcohol. And clearly that was not the case. And so be aware that things may change the way you metabolize alcohol or your capacity to have alcohol, whether it's wine, um, hard liquor, even beer. It will matter, especially the longer you continue to fast because your blood glucose levels drop, your insulin level um, is more stable. And so these are just some of the things that you want to make sure that you watch out for. Don't be like me. (laughs) The second effect is you're going to get cold. (laughs) This really gets to me still because it's not normal to be so cold all the time. And it makes for a very interesting winter and fall. I remember at night having to sleep under two blankets with one heating pad and a pair of socks to stay warm. I know it's ridiculous, but here is the theory why you may find yourself feeling extremely cold throughout the day. Even though we walk around all day completely unaware, digestion takes a lot of work. Like there is a lot being done in your body when you eat food. There's a lot of blood flow and absorption activity that happens to move your food all around from it to get to point A to B. And when you eat, it's all centered around your gut. Like your body will prioritize digestion activity before anything else. So when you fast, your body is simply not producing the heat that it needs to fire up your digestion. Your blood actually flows to your fat storage now. Like now that you don't have food in your body to burn, it needs energy. So it's gonna tap into the fat storage. And this is why I believe we see such a significant reduction in belly fat when you intermittent fast because of that reason. Another theory is that by allowing your blood glucose levels to drop, you are more receptive to feeling cold. There's nothing in your body producing any sort of energy. So it's something that you're going to experience all the time. At least I do, especially when I do OMAD. So for you, be prepared to wear layers, scarves, socks, even grab like a heating pad or a heater because you might need it. Number three, people are going to look at you crazy True story just happened to me. I was sitting, <laughs> I was sitting at a restaurant where I typically go when I when I want to eat a large salad. It's typically my old man days because the salads are so big. So this lady is sitting next to me. She obviously is also a regular of this restaurant um, during lunch. And the waitress walks over and starts talking to her, you know, as if they know each other from passing. And so um, she's standing right there and she, you know, they're wrapping up their conversation. She looks over at my food and she's like, wow, that's a large salad. Are you waiting on somebody else to come help you finish that salad? And I'm thinking like, uh, the the waitress chimes in. She's like, no, she comes here all the time and she orders that salad She's going to finish that salad. She always does. Not one crumb left on the plate. Like, really, lady? <laughs> so that just lets me know that um people watch you. Um we especially when you do, "Oh man," and you, you know, and I work out, obviously. So sometimes I'm very uh, motivated to finish my food. And that looks crazy to people. Like, the amount of food that I eat <laughs> and I finish the food, this waitress is like, yeah, every time she's here, she she finishes all her food. Um, it was just so funny to me. So just know that people are looking at you crazy. They watch you, even if they can't put two and two together. So What I told her, because I'm like, lady, you've been watching me come in here multiple times a week or whatever, eating this salad, you you probably think I'm greedy and I don't eat at home. But I told her that I do intermittent fasting where I eat one time a day. And she was like, oh, you know, I heard about that. Um, I didn't have to tell her, but, um, you know, I did want to educate her a little bit because she's like, yeah, this girl, she's. Starving, she's like a greedy person when she comes in here. How we move in this world is so different when you are doing intermittent fasting, it's so different that we draw attention to ourselves and we don't even realize it. And it just baffles me how many people are willing to, you know, talk about diet and discuss diet, but you mention the word fasting or they watch you eat, you know, an entire Table of salad or food, <laughs> and they start freaking out. They all of a sudden, you'll see, you'll see people start to become medical experts soon as you tell them that you're fast. They tell me that I need to eat. Um, they tell me that I'm going to pass out, that this is not a, a lifestyle that I can maintain, that I'm going to gain all of my weight back, that I'm starving myself, that I can't go along without food. Like, I can go on and on and on about all the crap that I heard over the course of months. And let me tell you, all you intermittent fasters, oh matters alternate dayers, warriors, ketoers, vegans, paleos, whatever type of eating you're doing, nobody knows your body like you. Don't let anybody tell you anything about your body because they are not living in it. I wanna help everybody, but some people just kill me. They say stuff to you without even thinking. They're so critical, and I hate to 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 speak um, to speak of myself, but I want to be like, how can you be so critical about what I'm doing? Have you seen my pictures? Like something is working for me, and by you coming for me, you sound like a hater, and it really make them mad. I actually want to say, wait until you see me in two weeks, <laughs> but. Um, let me tell you another story. The other day I was actually leaving my gym and one girl who knows me, she knows me, uh, knows of me, associate type of, type of situation, asked me in passing, like we're leaving this class and she's like, are you still starving yourself? (laughs) And I say, it's fasting, but yes, yes I am. Like... Now, I could have gotten offended or defensive or preachy or whatever. And I think, I think she was trying to be funny. I really do. I mean, after all, we are leaving a group fitness class, and most people tend to think about eating food as soon as they finish working out. But I politely corrected her and kept it moving because whether she thinks she's being funny or not, starving or fasting, I know that what I'm doing is working and I'm, you know, using my, my tool, my pictures, my platform to motivate other people. So on the flip side, people honestly don't think that we eat. And so it might come across as being mean. I honestly think, and I talked about this in another episode where, you know, we don't look like the world and people don't really understand you know, why we do this or how we do it. And so therefore they don't know how best to support or even what to say. And you can't really judge them or hold them accountable because they just, I feel like they just don't know. They just don't have the knowledge. So just be prepared for people to look at you differently, for them to say things to you that might sound offensive. Um, but we do, we have to do what we do with a, uh, with a smile and, you know, you can choose whether to take that moment to educate somebody or to, you know, continue to leave them in suspense until they hear from another another associate or trusted soul that that feels the need to explain. But it it does come along with the territory. The number four effect that I want to talk to you about is magnified results with working out. So have you heard of fasted cardio? Most people have. And I'm actually on the fence on whether or not I totally believe in it versus non-fasted cardio. I guess that would be called like full belly cardio. (laughs) Anyway, why do I say that? Well, because I do believe in the effects of a fasted workout if you're fasting beyond 16, 20, 24 hours. However, if you ate a snack or you ate dinner at 10, 11 o'clock at night, and you go work out at seven in the morning, to me, that's not fasted cardio. Fasted cardio is when you have depleted your glycogen stores, like com- hundred uh, percent depleted, and therefore your workout will be sure to burn fat because you no longer have the hurdle of burning sugar first, right? So the good news is you actually start depleting your glycogen stores after about six hours of fasting. Now, that just kicks in the process, and it depends on your diet, so how much sugar and glucose is in your diet. But after only six hours of not eating, you will start to decrease um, your glycogen stores. So my point of view is that a workout should be, a fasted workout should be after 16 hours and plus, not just eight. Not just eight hours, but 16 hours. The way my schedule is set up, that's almost... Not feasible for me. Um, I tend to do uh, intense training. For the most part, weekends work best um, to do that because I can utilize sleep and uh, a more relaxed schedule to make sure that I'm able to give 100% in my workouts during the week. um, I don't hold myself to that schedule. So I just do what I can. It's not a requirement to do fasted cardio, but I do think you will have magnified results if you can work out while you're fasting. So effect number five, which actually could be categorized as my favorite, is increase BDNF. That's BDNF, stands for brain-derived neurotropic factor. So I love, and I'm going to throw some sarcasm in here, (laughs) when people say or people are told to eat more protein, what does that mean anyway? Should you be eating fish, chicken, beef, eggs? All of those are protein, right? How about BCAAs? Whey protein, soy protein, casein. <laughs> Clearly by now, you know I despise generalized health statements. You know, those one words that mean everything and nothing at the same time, like diet and exercise and protein. So many of you all are focused on putting protein in our stomachs. But do you know how important protein is in your brain? And it's called BDNF. It's a protein produced inside of our nerve cells, and it's active in the brain to activate synapses where learning and memory occur. I didn't know I'd actually care so much about this four-letter acronym, until I really started educating myself on fasting. So when you understand that the role of BDNF prevents brain disorders like Alzheimer's and Parkinson's disease, then you understand why I say I'll never be caught without fasting. Why? Well, the long-term benefits outweigh any immediate inconvenience. And we all know those inconveniences that people, <laughs> that people complain about, right? It's the hunger. That's the main thing. But according to the United States National Library of Medicine, BDNF protein is found in regions of the brain that control eating and drinking and body weight. So the protein likely contributes to the management of these functions. So you see why I say let's not focus so much on working out and what we're eating because if your internal function is all messed up... (laughs) It doesn't matter what you're doing externally. So BDNF is the number one protein that is a contributor to basically our longevity. Unspoken effect number six, save time, save money. (laughs) One thing I love about OMAD and intermittent fasting in general is that it saves so much money. I probably don't need to tell you that eating and eating out about four times a day gets very expensive. Um, I did the numbers. I lived that life. <laughs> I was ashamed that I spent so much money on food, but I didn't know how to break the habit. I was up to eat, um, getting my coffee out, getting my snacks out, obviously lunch, probably another snack, my dinner. Um, that's up to five times. I didn't want to meal prep. I still don't like to meal prep. I didn't want to buy frozen foods or frozen meals. So having to not buy, taking that burden off of yourself to say, hey, I don't have to go out and spend the money for these meals because I'm actually not eating <laughs> because I do intermittent fasting will save you money. On the in addition to that, you actually feel fuller, faster. Um, I'm not sure if this is true about everybody, but I know for a fact um, when I'm doing 20, 24-hour fast, you know, people think, oh, after 24 hours, you'll feel ravenous. Like, you'll probably want to eat a whole table full of food. And that's not the case. I literally eat, like, three bites, not to my own um, restriction. It's just my body not really craving or wanting to to eat that much full food and I feel full faster and I'm not saying that that's a good thing or a bad thing I'm actually still trying to understand this myself because it can be frustrating (laughs) I love food anybody that knows me knows yes I might not eat throughout the entire day but when I eat I eat okay so after going like 20-24 hours without food I look forward to eating my food. I look forward to a big, massive meal. And I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's like getting an invitation in the mail to a royal wedding, right? And the buildup is so real. And then I get to the table and I eat like two to, two to three bites and I'm full. Like I kind of have to, you know, push myself to eat a little bit more because I know I haven't gotten, um, eating enough calories and enough food. But that's like a little crazy. But, you know, you're saving time, you're saving money. So the time that it takes me to make my lunches, make my snacks, eat those snacks, eat those lunches, eat those dinners, I find myself with more time on my hands and more, more money in my bank account. And lastly, the number seven effect, which is not the only effect, and it actually is like a two-parter, right, where you might experience deeper sleep. This is not necessarily a lasting effect on me, and actually, the more I talk to people that do intermittent fasting, they have all different types of experiences with sleep, but your sleep will definitely be affected when you start to do intermittent fasting as your lifestyle period. Um, For me, it was a deeper sleep. I don't sleep. (laughs) I'm a natural night owl. Um, I can't afford to be a night owl, but I am. Like, I love being up at midnight. Um, Unfortunately, I have to be up at 6 a.m. as well. (laughs) However, when I got into the habit of fasting, I went through this period where I knocked out in like three minutes flat and it was at like 9.30. (laughs) It was weird for me, but it was like sleep had just this strong hold on me. Um, There's so many uh, things that happen in the body, so many many, um, areas of activity that happen when it comes to like your parasympathetic um, nervous system that sleep is so important. We don't get enough of it. So that I think is my experience. There are a lot of people that say that they have interrupted sleep that they can't sleep they're up and down um you kind of have to figure out what what works for you I will say with the deeper sleep um my sleep was a lot more active like my dreams were more active even though I was in a deeper sleep so I felt rested but I had very vivid vivid dreams which is totally not how I slept prior to doing intermittent fasting so, I feel like something powerful is going on when you do intermittent fasting, whether whether you fall into a deep coma <laughs> or whether you are um have interrupted not really rested sleep. There's something that your body is trying to to tell you and trying to communicate and trying to resolve. Um, but don't be like me. Don't go to sleep at midnight and wake up at six. <laughs> if you find yourself sleepy, or're needing, to rest, don't ignore it. Sleep is probably the most important thing that you can prioritize in your life right now, especially if you're not getting enough of it. So that is my one recommendation to get in the bed, get some restful sleep. So that's all for today's episode. Let me know if you've experienced any of these seven effects of intermittent fasting. I just want to know what people um, have gone through or are still struggling with or happy that they're experiencing that, please share this episode with someone that you know, that you think may need to think differently about their food, about their goals. Um, As always, I'm here for questions and feedback. And I want to know if you all want to hear more about different effects on intermittent fasting. So Reach out to me on goodgirlgoneomad.com or Instagram and Facebook at goodgirlgoneomad and let me know what you think. Bye for now. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started.